Our psalm this morning is Psalm 90 on page 453. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 90 on page 453. Lord, thou hast been our refuge from one generation to another. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever the earth and the world were made, thou art God from everlasting and world without end. Thou turnest man to destruction. Again thou sayest, Come again, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. As soon as thou scatterest them, they are even as asleep, and fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green and groweth up, but in the evening it is cut down, dried up, and withered. For we consume away in thy displeasure, and are afraid at thy wrathful indignation. Thou hast set our misdeeds before thee, and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For when thou art angry, all our days are gone. We bring our years to an end, as it were a tale that is told. The days of our age are thirteen, threescore years and ten, and though men be so strong that they come to fourscore years, yet is their strength then but labor and sorrow, so soon passeth it away, and we are gone. But who regardeth the power of thy wrath, or feareth aright thy indignation? So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Turn thee again, O Lord, at the last, and be gracious unto thy servants. O satisfy us with mercy, and that soon, so shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Comfort us again, now after the time that thou hast plagued us, and for the years wherein we have suffered adversity. Show thy servants thy work, and their children thy glory. 
and the glorious majesty of the Lord our God be upon us. Prosper thou the work of our hands upon us. O prosper thou our handiwork. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth verse of the thirtieth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Now go, write it before them on a tablet, and note it on a scroll, that it may be for time to come, forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, Do not see, and to the prophets, Do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Get out of the way, turn aside from the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Therefore thus says the Holy One of Israel, Because you despise this word, and trust in oppression and perversity, and rely on them. Therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a breach ready to fall, a bulge in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant. And he shall break it like the breaking of the potter's vessel, which is broken in pieces. He shall not spare. So there shall not be found among his fragments a shard to take fire from the hearth, or to take water from the cistern. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not, and you said, No, for we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee, and we will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee till you are left as a pole on the top of a mountain, and as a banner on a hill. He rendered the first lesson. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and return not thither but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-first verse of the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, 
and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I may be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child, and those who were with him, and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand, and said to her, Talitha kumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was twelve years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and he said that something should be given her to eat. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord 
who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare the way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way, by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness, and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Isaiah is, again, one that is proclaiming and sort of judgment of God on the unfaithful people in Israel. And there are two notes, uh, two ways he highlights it. One is that they they don't want to hear the word of God. They you know they they um, you know take the word away from us. We don't want to hear the burden of it, and therefore uh, uh, you know God says they'll be judged by it. And there's a there's sort of a classic verse that. Um, that God says, you know, in returning and rest, you'll be saved and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But they say, no, we'll ride on horses and we'll, and the idea of riding on horses is really a sort of an allusion to trusting um, 
military power. There, there's really, again, to, to kind of remember, there's a couple of great critiques of Israel here that when it's surrounded by enemies and threats of foreign nations coming in, they're trusting in political alliances, will hire a foreign army with their horses to come and save us rather than waiting in our prayer and trusting God to save us. We should remember here again, we go back to thinking about um, King David, you know, the, the great difference between as we read through Kings, when King David was faced with an overwhelming adversary, he always went and prayed and asked God, what should we do? Trusting from the time he went and fought Goliath to, to all the things always just trusted God would save, returning and resting in God, and, and then having God follow him into the battle. And most of the subsequent kings, the unfaithfulness was more reaction to the anxiety around and trying to, rather than trusting God, making arrangements to save and um, or, or trusting in some kind of compromise because there's not the ability just to sort of sit in faith and wait for God. And it's a lesson for the spiritual life for us when threats come upon us in our life and how are we going to handle these things that come upon us? It's, it's a temptation to, to, um, uh, sort of anxious controlling activity, you know, some way we can wire it, make it work the way we want it to work rather than waiting and trusting in God for him to reveal to us the way we're to move forward. And so the end result of this judgment that Isaiah is proclaiming in Advent will be Israel's in exile. I think that that's the metaphor that can take us over into the New Testament continually in these Advent lessons, especially, you know, in our lessons from Mark, that Jesus, if Israel at the end of the Old Covenant is in exile because of sin, separated from God and his blessings, now it is Jesus, the Messiah, coming to call people back from their exile and their alienation back into fellowship through, through healing and the forgiveness of sins and ultimately the resurrection. And there, there are a couple of different examples of exile in, in our story today. One is the, the woman with the issue of blood. Um, that made her ritually unclean, and so she couldn't really enter into regular communal life because the idea was anything she touched or anything that touched her would also become ritually unclean. So when she touches Jesus, um, in a certain sense, she would have made him unclean, but she she had faith in him. And so the, the sort of, um, you know, flow went in the other direction. The holiness of Jesus and his healing actually entered her, and she went from being unclean to being clean. Uh, she partook of, of Jesus' holiness. And this is actually taking her out of exile because she was cut off from community and fellowship. And now she's going to be restored by faith uh, in Christ to, to fellowship with God, made whole, and also to community. And the, the Jairus' daughter, it's, he wonders what Jairus thought as, you know, hurry up, my daughter's sick. And Jesus pauses for this probably fairly lengthy encounter with this woman. Um, and in the time that they're waiting, the, the daughter of Jairus has gone from being merely sick, very sick, to being dead. It kind of reminds us of the 
story in John's gospel when they tell Jesus that Lazarus is sick and he waits where he is for two more days so that when he goes there, it will be a resurrection and not merely a healing, which sort of is, is this kind of same thing. And the connection there is that death also made somebody unclean. So um, Jesus touching the bleeding woman and then Jesus touching the the dead girl for a normal rabbi that would have both of those acts would have made Jesus ritually unclean and unable to enter into normal communal life but he is the one who who um whose it flows the other way his cleanness his healing his wholeness is given to others to whom he touches and there so so the the girls also return from the exile of death and this is the ultimate uh indication of our hope that though um Though we die, Jesus will raise us from the dead and return us from our exile. And in both of those cases, we have two we have two people who are utterly dependent upon Jesus for him to come and help them. Um, whereas Israel in the Old Testament is trying to trying to arrange it. How are we going to make this work? Not listening to God's word because they're they're afraid they, they they've got to make their own compromising arrangements. And this is a lesson for us in Advent in our own exile from God and the ways we struggle to be close. How do we come to a place of greater just trust and dependence, remembering that in returning in rest, we will be saved, waiting on Christ to come and being aware of, of trying to repent in Advent, of, of getting rid of those various compromises we make, the way we trust in our own busyness and activity rather than just in God and his, and his power to save us. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's good to pray with, with you this morning. Thank you, Barb, Robert, Bishop, great message. He's conquering death. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you, everybody. Bye -bye. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone.